Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. I'm going to take my time over this next month. Like I said, I got a couple Sundays with you. I got a couple Wednesdays with you. And I, I'm going to, don't forget, conferences next week. IMA is next week. We kind of we positioned it to get, get you guys in here. I know, come get in the building if you can. If you can't get in the building, it's okay. But you can watch online. Every night's going to be um, live. Service is going to be available for you. You can give and you can connect and you could, you could just do everything. Because people, people get ready for this conference every year. They, they, they prepare to come. Um, they prepare to sow seeds in the environment. They prepare to come hear a word from heaven. And I know this year um, is no different. Um, but it's a little different sometimes logistically for people. We get that. So I want you to make sure you get in, get connected because as you get connected, the spirit of God's not limited by just the environment here. He's, he could come through the, 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 he could come through that screen and he could fill your house, speak to your life and do all the things he's going to do. So be prepared for that week. Really, like next week, I'd almost be even prayerful a couple of days. Like take Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday before the service starts and just go, God, speak to my life. What about the Holy Spirit? Do you want to stretch my capacity to receive? I'm telling you, if you can get in the building, get in the building. I know these three nights are going to be awesome. So I just want you to start going after this hunger for the Holy Ghost. Um, you know, in Romans 8, 14, um, in the King James it's really simple. Romans 8, 14 and 8, 8, 16 starts talking about being spirit-led. I kind of want to start there because I want you to see this. It says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Okay, we understand that. It says the Spirit itself or himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So it says as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. And the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, bears witness with our spirit. And that's one of the things I want you to see. The Bible says that in the leading of the Lord through the Holy Spirit, it's spirit-to-spirit connection. And I think that's the number one place we're going to start, that you and I have to realize that you are a spiritual being. And the only place that God really can have connection with you is in the Spirit. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Now, let me explain this. Okay, you are alive spiritually more than you're alive naturally. That is very important to see. The reason being is this. We're so conscious to the, we have such a conscience to the naturalness of life. Sometimes we lose the understanding that you are a spiritual being in life. Now that might seem a little different, but I want to explain it to you. So we have to understand that contact between you and God is in the spirit. He said he'll bear witness with your spirit and that you'll be understanding will be found in the spiritual realm. So I want you to look at this because I got to talk about kind of like almost like um, consciousness of understanding because if you don't have this, what will happen is you'll think God is speaking in all these other ways that he's really not speaking to you. He never promised to speak to you there. So he's trying to speak to you where he told you he would. But if you're not conscious of developing your human spirit, the real you, you might miss what God has for you. So I want, let's look at this. Let's look at 1 Thessalonians 
5.23, okay? Now, we're going to get an understanding of this, okay, of, of where God's at, how God's speaking, and how the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you, okay? And first and foremost thing I want you to see is this. The Holy Spirit is the person of God, the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Now, we understand the Trinity. I mean, nobody really understands the Trinity, you get a conscious understanding of the Trinity, like there's God the Father, there's, there's God the Son in Jesus, and then there's God the Spirit side in the Holy Ghost, right? And we understand that all three are one, okay? Does that make sense? Trinity, triune God, okay? I've heard a million different explanations of it. The bottom line is this. God is just as much as he's God, just as much as he's Jesus, and just as much as he's the Holy Spirit, He's 100% fullness of each individual. God was in Jesus in the earth, and God is in the Holy Spirit in the earth for me and you today. So does that kind of make sense? So they're equal. You understand? They're e they are, okay? Now, they have different positions and operations, but they're equal in part, okay? So I don't want to go get into all that. This is not the Trinity um, Spirit, Soul, and Body series. We got that. But I'm going to give you a little bit of spirit and soul and body because this is what I want. Because somebody even asked me the other day, do, do I pray? You know, somebody asked me, do I pray to the Holy Spirit? Right? Now, this is going to get good in here because, no, well, you pray to God the Father in the name of Jesus. That's scriptural prayer. Okay? But you fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Okay? You fellowship with the Holy Spirit. It's okay to worship the Holy Spirit. It's okay to ask the Holy Spirit stuff. You could even have sources of prayer with the Holy Spirit, but if you're going to pray scripturally, you pray to God the Father in the name of Jesus. You understand? Now, do I pray? Do I pray to the Holy Spirit? Well, I kind of pray. You know, I ask Him for help, and it's it's a form of prayer. But when I become scriptural in my prayer, First John five fourteen and fifteen, anything I ask according to the will of God, I know He hears me. And if he hears me, he'll grant the petition that which I ask. When I get in the petition side of God, I pray to God the Father in the name of Jesus. Now I pray in the Holy Ghost to edify myself. I commune with the Holy Ghost. Is it okay to worship the Holy Spirit? Yes. He's just as much God as God. Do you worship Jesus? Sure you do. Do you say, do you speak to your heavenly Father? Absolutely. So it's all, it's all pretty much opened in balance as long as we stay scriptural in the prayer side. God has no problem with you worshiping the Holy Spirit. These are questions I get sometimes. That's why I want to say, so can I pray to the Holy Spirit? Sure you can. I think you need to stay scriptural in your prayer. You understand what I'm saying? But when you pray in unknown tongues, the Bible says, to not be drunk with wine. In the book, book of Ephesians says, be not drunk with wine, but be ye filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart. You got to stay filled with the Holy Ghost through interaction with the Holy Spirit. So we're going to kind of touch base there. But what I want you to see is this. And the, look what it says in 1 Thessalonians 5.23. And the very God of peace sanctify you completely, holy. I pray that God, I pray God your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? So that is one of the major elements we have to understand. Now this is going to be big for the tongue, the tongues thing. Now, I understand to some of you, dominationally, this gets a little bit like, man, I don't know if that's for me. I'm telling you, 
as much as I know I'm going to heaven, the Holy Ghost is for you today, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit is yours today. Now listen, okay? By the time I'm done over this month, if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost or you got friends and family members that need to learn about this, we are gonna help them see the validity and the truth of being baptized in the Holy Spirit, all right? Now I understand you got stuff, you got denominations, you got teachings, wonderful. I understand it. We're not pressing against that stuff, but you know, it's like this. This way I like to say this and, and just hear my heart because I care about you, I love you, okay? God is giving me something that's good for me, okay? And I'm gonna explain it to you when we get into this thing deeper. If God is wanting to give you something that's good for you to help you pray out the things you don't know how to pray, to stay connected to him and all these benefits, then there's no way in the world I'm not gonna talk to you about it, even though people feel like some of this stuff in the church is kind of like, ooh, you know what I mean? It's like, that's a hot topic. I, I didn't, I'm not a politician. I could care less about hot topics. The Holy Ghost is here for you today. Getting filled with the Holy Ghost is here for you right now. And being baptized in the Holy Spirit with praying in unknown tongues is a guaranteed benefit of the New Testament church. It didn't go away with nothing. It's still here today, and it's here for you to use. Now, here's the thing I got with the church, and it's legit. The, the, the charismatic church or the Pentecostal church, or let's just say the spirit-filled believer, he'll fight to death of you being spirit-filled, but then get spirit-filled and not fight the faith to keep praying in tongues. Now, that's a big one, but it's true. Like, we're like all saying, oh, you charismatic. You got to be filled with the we're holy, we're holy ghost people. We're tongue talkers. I'm down with it. I'm not knocking it. But now you got it. When's the last time you used it? Come on. It's separated where you actually will fellowship some of you. Like, I'm not going to no church. They don't pray in the Holy Ghost. Okay, I'm, got, I'm down, I understand. I understand you have, you know, you have a, 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 a conscious of where you need to be spiritually. I'm, I love that, that's good. But guess what, you got it, what are you doing with it? You fight charismatic, they'll fight you all day. Yeah, you Pentecostal, you talking tongue. Ah! And then they got it, but they don't use it. Listen, man, I'm the pastor of the church. I need the Holy Ghost to lead you and guide you. I struggle sometimes to take time aside to pray in the Spirit. You don't think you're struggling? I know you ain't. I know you ain't praying in the Holy Ghost. Not as much as you should. I love you. The Apostle Paul said, I pray in the Holy Ghost more than you all. He made a demand. So this is what I'm saying. So we got to up the game. We got to up the spirituality. That's why I love this church. Oh, I love this church. Because we got prayer groups praying. This is where we come. I'm gonna have those prayer groups right after July waiting for you, man. That's how I got it. See, I had this, I, I, when I first started, right, I knew, I said, man, this is one of those things, man. So I used to, even in, I was at Rama. I, I was in Bible school, and I knew, I said, I gotta get around these praying people, man. So we started having prayer at the, at the house. You know, they were all cool with it, and we would get together, and we'd pray in the spirit with a bunch of my buddies because I was like, man, if I don't go to prayer school, I went to prayer school every day I can go because I knew I was like, man, I got to discipline myself to get in an environment that's going to make me pray until I can get the discipline of doing it on my own. 
See, that's what was fun. See, when I went to Bible school, I knew. I said, look, I'm going to have to have a job that lets me have the freedom. So I started the little business thing because I was like, look, I got to go there, but I have to get not just the education. I have to catch the spirit of the disciplines of the Holy Spirit. And that's what I got. So I, I made myself go. It was an hour a day after school that literally we went to prayer school. We would go in there and everybody start praying and you learn how to pray. And sometimes life would get and miss here and there because of stuff I was doing. But I would prominently try to go every single day. Why? Because I wanted to catch the spirit of prayer. I wanted to catch the things of the spirit of God. Meaning like this, you get in an atmosphere, you learn how to do it. Okay? So that's what I'm trying to say. So then I had a disciplined prayer life. So when I came out of Bible school, that's when the training wheels are off. I'm like, man, you got to do this on your own now. I know what happens, church. You come to church, and we get in this atmosphere, and then you leave church, and I don't know what you're doing. That's why we designed the app for you, and I'm going to start using the app more. I'm literally going to have prayer times on the app, the Chris Sarno Ministries app. Go get it right now. I'm going to start having prayer times on that where I just come on there and go, all right, let's pray, and we're going to pray together. It's going to be awesome. Because I'm going to just keep, I'm going to push this thing. You know, I'm just going to push it. We'll Zoom, we'll do all that stuff. I'm just going to push it forward to get you where you need to be. Because I really believe that this is the season that your life's going to pivot forever. I'm not kidding with you. I have in my spirit that this is like the divine setup of God to push us over the edge. And we, we just stay in this spiritual level that we never come back from. We just, we just, we just, we just, we take off and we do not come back from this spiritual place that God's taken us. I'm telling you, man, I know, I feel it so much in my being, it's almost got me nervously excited. Because I'm almost, I'm almost anticipating what he's getting ready to do. Like, I know that this, this, this church, this church and this ministry, the ministry partners that are out there in this church, Everything, we are going to be on a divine assignment from heaven from this moment forward, from the Holy Spirit. Like, it's going to be like a river in here, man. It really is, because that's what we're called to do. So he says, your spirit, your soul, and your body. So you got to understand, the three parts of man are, I am a spirit. So everybody say this out loud. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. Okay? I am a spirit. I have a soul a mind, a will, and emotions, and I live in a body. Now, here's the cool part. You see your body more than you see anything. That's why your body ruled more so than spirit-led. For a minute, now go slow. Until you develop your spirit, your body ruled, because here's the problem. Your body is what you predominantly see, you touch, you feel, you taste, you sight, smell, all those senses are there bodily okay and that's the problem like you, you touch it you know you got body 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 so it's body right then you got your mind you, you your mind your will your soul your mind your will your emotions right your intellectual side is over there right and you got that and then last but not least you got your spiritual side this is why this is kind of like has to be developed it's invisible to the eye you know what i mean you could, see, you could see the results of it, but it's invisible to the natural eye. So there's no senses. There's no, there's no, there's no, sometimes there's no logical explanation, but it's a spiritual understanding 
that what God has said has now painted a picture within you to operate in a realm that sense-ruled Christians and body-ruled Christians don't really understand because it's invisible to the eye. It has to be lived by faith where faith works and operates because faith is the substance of things not seen. So it's a, it's a really... It's a really peculiar place to ask people to come in the beginning because you can't see it, you can't touch it, you can't taste it, your senses are totally shut off to it, and now God goes, oh, and yeah, by the way, where I'm going to speak to you is in the spirit. So if you're going to have communication with me, it's got to be spiritual, and that means nothing's really going to change with your mind and your body until you renew your mind by what spiritually happens. So if you really start looking at the process, this, this stuff has nothing to do with your senses. Well, I'm praying in tongues. I don't know. It doesn't look. See, sense guy goes, this is stupid. This makes no sense. Why in the world am I sitting there praying, praying prayers? I don't even, a heavenly language. I don't even understand. See what I'm saying? I don't understand. Great. That's why your senses don't want to do it because you think it's a waste of time. Your body doesn't want to sit still long enough to go over, let alone yield to the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you about the Holy Spirit. Man, you're going to have to be a yielder. You're going to have to be a yielder. I'm, I, I've, I'm learning. I'm not saying I figured it out, but I've learned a little bit about the Holy Ghost. He is definitely a lot more sensitive than people give him credit for because he flows in an atmosphere, not just of invitation, but in an atmosphere where there is no resistance. He does not hang around where resistance shows up. Now, let me explain that. People can have a level sometimes of resistance, okay? You understand that? But if you're, you, you, you gotta understand that if you resist the way he's moving, he then cannot do, he's limited. That doesn't mean God doesn't love you or something, but you understand, we gotta yield to him. We can't grieve the Holy Spirit. Okay, a lot of times we do that with the words of our mouth, with the actions of our life, with the non-compliant attitudes of acceptance when he wants to move. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of little things here. So we have to understand the development of our spiritual life is going to be in the spirit. Okay, your mind, your will, and your emotions will catch up, your body your body has to be presented like a living sacrifice. Romans 12, 1 and 2 sets the whole thing up. You know, you know it by now. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your body a living sacrifice. Right there. There you go. Even in the, um, I think it's either the Passion or the Amplified, and you don't have to go there. It says, present your body, a, 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 it's your reasonable, where it says, present your body a living sacrifice. It says this, presenting your body is your reasonable act of worship. So that's a worship action. So now, present your body a living sacrifice. That's going to help you with the Spirit of God. A living sacrifice means you're alive and you got to still surrender. Isn't that? (laughs) You got to pull that in. Did you guys catch that? Like, dang it, I don't want to do this. (laughs) Right? (laughs) It's like, man, have living sacrifice means you got to drag that thing. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to do it. You're like, oh, man, I don't want to dra- drag that body over there, man. Sit there and pray and 
Even reading your Bible. You know, the book of Ecclesiastes says, through much study you weary your flesh. You have to discipline your body. Present your body a living sacrifice. We don't talk like this no more in church. Discipline yourself. Get strong in the Lord. You know, we, we live in this different atmosphere. No, 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 not you. Not you, not you, not you. You're going to learn how to do it. And here's the thing. I don't expect you to do this alone. I want you to do it in a group. I really do. I really, really do. I want you to start manifesting this in a group so you could start developing it personally. You know what I mean? Like get together with some prayer people. Join one of these prayer groups. That's why we got them. Man, I'll tell you, that's how I started. I used to pray in the morning, every morning with a guy. We was like, we were, we were like, it was a, it was a preacher. He's a preacher, still is a preacher. Great guy, you know? And he'd be waiting for me six o'clock in the morning. Man, there's days I'd get up. You know, I didn't want to show up at six. Man, I go to bed at like one and got to get up at six. I'm thinking, no way, man. I kept going. Why? Because I knew you don't think it worked both ways. He knew I was coming. So when he felt like sleeping, guess what? Unless you told me the day before, I'm showing up, bro. And it is vice versa. And it helps sharpen you because when you feel like not doing it, somebody in the group will be waiting. You'll get, oh, I got to do it. It's like picking somebody up. I got to go. You cannot not go. So why? You say, well, what kind of relationship is that? Or God. No, you got you build these disciplines and then disciplines turn into relationship. Is that okay? You have to. Because every time I got there, every time I got there, every time I got there at the place of where it was disciplined, it slipped into a place of relationship automatically. Because once I got there and started praying, guess what? I forgot about the discipline it took to get there. Now it was all relationship. Not one time in the years of praying like that did I ever get there and go, man, I don't want to go, but I know he's waiting for me. And the minute I got there and started praying in the spirit, God's like, oh, God, I'm so glad you came. Had nothing to do with it. He just started talking about relationship. I could think of miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. God spoke. God did. God moved. God did. You know why? Because we, 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 you pray it out. I'm, I'm just telling you, listen, man. You gotta start learning. Your life's not your own. You belong to somebody else. It's your reasonable service or your act of worship. Self-sacrifice. We don't talk like that in the church no more. Self-sacrifice. Amen? Sacrificing your life for the things of God. You know, a lot of times in, in Christianity, it's like, oh, you know, keep God and go get all your things. I don't have a problem with the things, but does God got you? You know, is your life, no, think about this. I'm being serious. This is really, really serious. Think about this. Do you just live for your own agenda? Do you just live for your own plan? Do you just live to do what you want to do? Do you just live to go where you want to go? You know, I used to tell the kids, you could be anything you want to be in uh, life. You could be anything you want to be. Dream big. Man, I shut up about that a long time ago. I said, no, 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 no. You can't be anything you want to be. You need to be what God called you to be. You can choose to be what you want to be. But then it's not going to be your divine assignment. You've been sent to the earth with a divine assignment. And until you discover it, you're going to live your life beneath where you know you can go. It's everybody saying, you got to find your divine assignment. I think of my, I was searching all the business world. Nothing wrong with the business world. Wasn't my assignment all of it. Nothing, I was, not my assignment over there. Not my assignment. 
you got to find your assignment in God. God, what did you call me to be? Why am I here? Why am I in the earth? What do I got to start discovering that I can be the effective person you called me to be? My life is not my own. I was bought with a price. So presenting my body a living sacrifice wasn't just for God's acceptance. You know, he was like, I'm already accepted with God. I'm already going to heaven. I'm already in a relationship with God. But I want to know my divine assignment through the Holy Ghost of what I'm supposed to be doing in the earth. Now, here's the cool part. I think, and you know, you stick with me with this and you tell me what you think about it because I think it's awesome, right? Check this out. Once I present my body a living sacrifice, holy, just, and acceptable in God, that's my reasonable service, then I what? I'm not conformed, but I become transformed by the renewing of my mind. Do you see how this 12-1 works both sides of what I need to fix? I need to present my body a living sacrifice and I got to renew my mind, which is my soul. See, Romans 12, 1 and 2 in its entirety says, I'm begging you, brothers and sisters, what? Present your body a living sacrifice and be not conformed, but be metamorphosed in your mind. What's that mean? Transformation, caterpillar, butterfly, let the metamorphosis take place in your mind, your will, and your emotions, your soul. So as I renew my mind to the word of God and subject my body to the principles of God, now I start allowing my spirit man to get strong and my other side or the other nature, see, because a third of you is perfect. This is so important. God always talks to you in the third of you that's perfect. Your spirit's perfect. Your spirit's going to heaven. You're taking your soul with you. Your body's staying in the earth because you were made of the dust of the ground. You're going to get a glorified body. But here's what you got to see. Your, your body is a hindrance. Your body and your mind is a hindrance to every single one of us until it becomes trained to how to think, respond, act, and do. This is good stuff. Did you get that? It's a hindrance. Why? Because all it does is remind you of who you were. The only part of you that can take you to the next season of life is the spirit side of you. Because your mind only goes back to recall or what you reassign it to think on. Be ye transformed through the renewing of your mind. So what happens if you don't renew your mind? You have nothing to transform your thinking into. That's why you have to keep the word of God in front of you. Presenting your body, big thing. Okay? So look at what he says. This is big. So you have to understand that God wants you to overcome. Your mind is where you reason, where you think. Our spirit, soul, and body, I, I, I can get deep in this thing. Look at, John, look at 1 Corinthians. I'm going to shift it up a little bit. Just look at 1 Corinthians 15, 45. Take your time and look at this, because I think this is cool. The fall of man affected every part of you except the spiritual part of you. It affected all of you, the fall of man. When Adam fell... It affected spirit, soul, and body, but you're born again right now. You probably wouldn't be watching this if you weren't. If you aren't, we'll get you saved. Once you get saved, so now the fall of man has affected soul and body, but has no effect on spirit because God flipped that out. He took the old one out and put a new one in. So that's what I'm trying to get you to see. So I have to do some work on the other sides of me to get the spiritual flow to go through me. The fall of mankind occurred because Adam and Eve acted upon communication from the outside world instead of communication with God on the inside. They, they took reason. The devil brought reason. Once he got in the arena of the mind, 
The devil had him. He'll have you too if you go there. Keep him in the spiritual place. Don't get rid. Does God want you? God wants you to be like him. Don't you want to be like God? Don't you want to be smart like God? He started working with their intellect. Once he got in their intellect, they were defeated. Don't let them get there. Look at 1 Corinthians 15, 45. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul, but the last Adam, a quickening spirit. That's Jesus. Does that make sense? So the first Adam was a living soul. And Genesis chapter 2, we'll go there throughout the month. It says, God took his spirit and put it in body and soul was created. So God blew life into Adam's dirt. Dirt was formed and spirit, soul, and body was made. So from the spirit to get to the body, it has to go through the connector of the soul. Did you get that? I'm going to teach all this stuff all month. I'm telling you right now. Stuff I, 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 I've taught, my, this stuff I taught on spirit, soul, and body is the best stuff I ever heard in my entire life. I had to go study it out and dig it up and pray it out and push it out. When we did it, the series in there, because I had to know how it worked, man. It was wearing me out. I was like, well, where's the connection? If out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, where's the disconnect? What is going on? And I kept getting, I didn't like it. I wanted answers. So I dug in there. So you see what I'm saying? So this is how I found it. When God put his spirit in Adam, the, the body, soul was created. Man became a living soul. So the only way to get your spiritual stuff that God placed in you to come into your body or the manifested side of you, because you don't manifest your mind, your, your soul doesn't manifest. Your body manifests it by speaking it, activating, seeing it. So, so you have to get it to go from here. It has to connect over. Mind, will, emotions. If mind, will, and emotions do not connect, listen, if mind, will, and emotions do not connect over here, you never see anything spiritually God's done for you. That's why we got to look at Hebrews 4 and 12 because Hebrews 4 and 12 is huge. Look at this when we see this here. This is big, right? So he says, man, the first man, Adam, was a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Well, what's that, what's that mean? Well, Jesus was made alive in the spirit. Adam was made alive in, in, in a spiritual sense. But guess what? He was a living soul, okay? Jesus is a quickening spirit. So now watch this. Hebrews 4 and 12. For the word of God is quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit. So now he said the spirit and the soul can be divided. And the joints and the marrow and is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now I want you to stare at this for a minute. You got to look at that scripture. Just get that. Piercing even the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit. So there he goes. He said, listen. He said the three parts of man, spirit, soul, and body, he said the spirit and the soul can be separated or divided. Well, what was the dividing factor? For the word of God is quick, powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword. What? Piercing even to the dividing of the spirit and the soul, the joints and the marrow, the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. He said this. He said the word of God can divide the spirit and the soul. Did you see that? Did you pull that in? 
So if the word of God can divide it, the word of God can put it together. It's a connector. The word of God connects it or the word of God disconnects it. Now, let me show you something here that's big. What do you mean the word of God connects it or disconnects it? It would seem to me that if you take the word of God, its only operation is to connect. You understand? Yes, but there's a twofold to this. The word of God will also divide what your soul does not need to be connected to. Now, let me explain that. You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. Your brand new spirit is the real you. The Holy Spirit is, you're not the Holy Spirit. You're a brand new spiritual being. The Holy Spirit lives in your spirit. But your spirit needs to be trained because your spirit has some connection to the soulish side of life you need to disconnect from. Some of you are connected to a broke soul. Some of you are connected to a damaged soul. Some of you are connected to a hurt soul. Some of you are connected to a messed up soul, a prisoned soul, which means you're trapped. There's a scripture in the book of Psalms that says, bring my soul out of prison. Some people's mind, will, and emotions are trapped in a dimension that the word of God has to break off and connect you to the brand new. That's why he said the joints and the marrow. Now, I don't want to be weird, but you know what I mean? I don't know about you, but this is like, this is like now I watch cooking shows. I'm, I'm, I, I like, I like, you watch cooking shows? I watch cooking shows all the time. You know what I mean? And I, I, not all the time. Like if I'm watching something that's either sports or I watch like Food Network or something, you know, and I'm in, and the other day I was watching something, right? And they took these big old huge bones, you know, like these bones, and they, and they cut them in half. And they, they, what they did was they were cooking the stock, and then they were done. They cut them open, and they, they were, had the marrow in the bone, and it was like the, it was really good. They eat it, you know what I mean? And so don't, it's not gross, but it was really good. Right? You know what I mean? And they were doing this. And I started thinking about something. I was like, man, you had to cut that bone open to get into that marrow which in the bone. And he said, there's the joints and the marrow. Right? Spirit and soul are close. The joints and the marrow are close. But thoughts and intents of the heart are close. Right? He said this. We said the word of God separates them or puts them together. Separates them. And I thought about that. I thought it was bones. I said, man, that's so connected that it had to be, it had to be cut open to get to it, right? So what, why was I saying that? Because you're so one with your thought life that if you're not careful, you will produce it in your life by auto, by auto. Now, let's just, it'll automatically, by default, manifest until you replace those ideas, you're self-programmed to produce some of the thinking. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. This is why it's so important to get this thing solidified once and for all that I'm going to be spiritually connected, but that means I'm going to have to renew my mind because by default, I'm going to go to memory and some of the stuff I pull on recall is not going to be who I am in Christ and I got to reset my thinking because that's not who I am. Big thing here, watch this. Your soul is a connection for your spirit and body. It brings the spiritual realm and the physical realm into relationship so you can live as a spiritual being in relation to God and function. This is the process of the soul's connection, the spirit and the body and the soul. So what he's saying is the soul's in the middle, right? Here's the spirit, here's the body. If you have soul agreement, you can produce stuff in the spirit. 
if you have soul rejection, your spirit man will be shut up and cannot change your body or your soul. So the reject and accept is in the soul. Why am I telling you this? Because this is the key. You have to start dominating your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. I got news for you. They're stubborn. They don't like discipline. They're lazy, man. No, you don't like it, but it's true. Your soul will fight you because it does not want to give up dominance. It's true. I'm telling you right here now. How come, oh, how come you could do something for a little while discipline? Because it gives up a little ground. You're going to change a lifestyle of discipline. You're going to have to correct that soul, man. And it don't want to give up ground. And body's just as bad. Because here's the thing, right? It's, remember I did, I don't know if you guys were here. Remember I did spirit, soul, and body? If spirit's just walking around like, yeah, I'm the man. If he grabs soul, man, body's getting dragged. But if soul and body, not that you're three beings, but you understand. But if they connect over here, your spirit man ain't doing nothing. I never forget Kenneth Hagin said this one day, and I was like, he's got to be kidding me. He said, your soul and your spirit, your, your soul and your body sign off when you go, when you go and sin, overriding your, overriding your spirit. And I understood what he's saying. He's right. Basically, what my, my spirit man's going, I don't want to do it. Paul talked about it. Remember, I don't want to do it. But soul and body are like, we're going to go do what we want to go do. You be quiet. And here you are, a spiritual being, an awesome spiritual, born-again, reborn spiritual person, but because your soul has not been what? Transformed by the renewing of it, and your body has not been disciplined. Paul said, I beat my body in this subjection like a boxer. I don't buff it in the air. I'll read you that scripture first. He says, I beat my body in this subjection like a boxer, not beating the air, like I got some imaginary fight. I got a real fight going on. It's flesh. Your flesh don't want to do this. Your flesh doesn't want to go to church. Your flesh doesn't want to pray in tongues. Your flesh doesn't want to read the Bible. Your flesh doesn't want to pray. Your flesh don't want to do nothing but eat Doritos and watch stupid Netflix. Your flesh is carnals all day long. You're over there feeding it. Oh. You're petting your flesh. Your flesh is over there. Oh, I want some Doritos. Give me Doritos and ding-dongs. Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. You want some soda pop too? You want some soda pop? Why don't you sit there and re relax? Your spirit's over there screaming like, hey, hey. Wigglesworth said it like this. You feed your body all day three hot meals and you give your spirit a snack. You're spiritually weak. You're so spiritually weak. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Yeah, on Sunday morning. And then you're, you're over here screaming and yelling. And then you go out there in the world. And the devil's like, oh, I'm going to flick you in the forehead. You're like running and hiding because you've been eating ding-dongs all day. I'm drinking Dr. Peppers and eating pretzels. No, you better, you gotta, you gotta understand what I'm saying. It's funny, but it's true. Pastor Chris, what are you doing? I'm waking up is what I'm doing. What do you mean you're waking up? What do you mean, what, are, what, do, you, what do you do? I got the same battle you got. Where you been? I gotta fight the fight of faith. I gotta fight the fight. Body, shut up. Shut up, body. You're gonna get up and go do what I tell you to do. When I tell you to do it, you be quiet. Get up and pray. To, I don't wanna pray in tongues. I don't want to pray in tongues. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to go. I don't want to do that. I don't want to read my Bible. I don't want to do I don't want to do that either. I want to be mad. I don't want to I don't want to forgive. I don't want to do any of that. 
I just want to do what I want to do. I want to do what I want to do. I'm a, I want to do what I want to do. And then you go find a bunch of flaky, goofy friends that think the same stupid stuff. I don't think we have to go. I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think it's that big. Why we got to, oh, he's, Pastor Chris, he's excited. He gets excited because he's got, you know, he's got to be like that. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't have, he choose, he just like that. He just, oh, I, I don't even want to go back there. I don't want to go back there. And you're over there wasting away. Days are going by. And you ain't, you know, last time you prayed in tongues, when's the last time you prayed in the Holy Ghost? When's the last time you stood there and said, oh, no, 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 I got to go watch the show. I'm going to go watch the TV show. I got two hours of jerking around watching nonsense that ain't going to fix nothing in your life. And you know, that's you give God, oh, I went to church on Sunday and I gave him a patty cake and a half of praise. I gave him a patty cake and a half of praise and he should be good with that because he's God. He should just be happy I showed up. The other people didn't show up. The other people didn't show up. They didn't show up. They didn't show up. Why? I showed up. Don't I get a little star? A Christian little star. We'll start handing out stars and give you a star because you came. Little Johnny came to church today. Little Johnny came. Come on, guys. Come on. He's the Holy Ghost. If God walked in this room, we'd all be laying on the floor with our face in the rug, screaming, Holy. Holy Lord God Almighty, holy, 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 holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, worthy is the Lamb. Worthy. Glory. Glory. His presence would demand the atmosphere to obey. But I promise, and then, you know, oh, start talking about this stuff. Oh, now he's going to go off the, you know, he's going to be, Pastor Christian, he's going to be all crazy. He's going to be cranked up. Now we're waking up. We're waking up. You know what the problem is? And it ain't a problem. Something, this is what I'm saying. Now let me say, this isn't my soapbox. Something is happening in the earth that I'm aware of. This is what you gotta say. We got we had a season where it was cool. It was like, hey man, just do it like, we're, it was okay. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. The urgency within me is not fabricated from a fantasy within my mind. The urgency within me is in my spirit, and I'm preparing you for whatever is coming. You understand? Like, you ever been like that? Like, certain seasons, you're like, this is cool to coast, man. It's cool. We're chilling. It's good. It's like, everybody just, you know, do it. We're not, we weren't backsliding, and we weren't weird, and we weren't, by no means were we not going for it. But all of a sudden, the game changed. Boom, God's like now, bam. God's like getting the holy. You know, Brother Hagin talked about this in the 70s, the great revival before it came. He said for six months before it showed up, he was praying for it. I wasn't around. You know what I mean? I wasn't there. I don't know. But I'm feeling the sound. Of, I could hear the sound of rain, guys. I'm telling you, I can hear. Man, I'm telling you, I'm going back to the beginning. Get in this place and pray it out. Push it out. Get with the Holy Ghost. Spend time. Get to church. My God, in heaven, get to church. You should stay in church. Get some of this teaching. Get in this portal. Watch these things. Man, he's talking about the Holy Ghost. I got to know more about the Spirit. It ain't weird. You know, let's stop buying this nonsense the goofy church people try to tell you. You know, hey, you know guys, where you? Nah, there ain't no power in that. There ain't no power in that communicating and orating and speaking. There ain't no power in that. Just communication. There ain't no power in that. You could be a, you could be a, a, a what do I call it, a motivational speaker and get a job in any church in America. Come on, man. I'm not knocking it, but I'm talking about having God. I didn't pick a job. This ain't a job. This ain't a job. God put something on your life. God put something on your life. There, that's why you're watching. God put something on your life. 
that he wants done in the earth, and the time is now. I'm going to help you, but I'm telling you what, we got to press into the things of God and push into the things of the Holy Ghost and subject. We don't talk about it. Subject the flesh. That means you don't get your way. Subject the way you feel. Look, I told you a long time ago, well, you know, Pastor Chris, if you don't think I'm safe, then I'm not the guy for you. But I promise you this, and I'm going to leave you with this. You're, you're searching your whole life for wisdom. And you'll never be satisfied until you find it. And you'll go from church to church, from place to place, from season to season, and you'll never, ever achieve what God has called you to do until you get where you need to get to and get trained to get there and say, you know what? I'm not trusting myself. I'm going to trust what you're telling me. I'm going to trust what you're telling me about this Holy Ghost. I know you're anointed for this season and this time. I'm going to listen to what you said, and he's going to get your attention because here's what happens. It's connectivity. You say, I'm in. He'll say, I'm coming. You say he, you're in, he said, I'll show up at your house. You say you're in, he'll say, I'll show up in your prayer time. You say you're in, he'll say, I'll show up in your word time. You say you're in, he'll say, I'll show up in your family. He, you say you're in, he'll say, I'll show up in your stuff. That's what it comes down to. But today you got to make a decision. How far, how far in are we going to go? How far in are you really going to go? and fulfill what God's asked you to do. So I'm gonna give, give you the truth. We're gonna talk about the spirit of truth. We're gonna talk about he's gonna guide you. We're gonna talk about he's gonna lead you. We're gonna talk about how you should know all things. We're gonna talk about how he's gonna bring it to your remembrance. He's gonna be the God of recall. He's gonna be the God of the divine assignment. We're gonna talk about all of it. But week one, we gotta make a decision. Are we gonna go for it? Are we tired of status quo? Are we tired of going through the motions? Are we... Tired of knowing we got something but not really present. Are we ready to kind of maybe pay the price? You do it at work. You do it at work. You do it at the gym. You do it at your house. Everybody does this little thing. You do it with your family. You do it with your kids. You sacrifice here. You sacrifice there. Some of you, you know, you sacrifice your time. You sacrifice your money. You sacrifice. You do it in the natural world. You do it at everything you want to do. I don't care what you do. You can be recreational. You could, you know, oh, my kids play sports, and they got, I got to sacrifice my time to take them. I don't have a problem with it, but they sacrifice their time. They sacrifice time with their friends. You sacrifice here. You sacrifice there. You sacrifice for your job. You lay it down, you go out of your way, you do the other. Everybody sacrifices things here. Sacrifice for your spouse. I go places I don't want to go. She goes places she doesn't want to go. I stay longer than she, I, she, wants, I, she wants to stay. I don't want to even be there. But guess what? I sacrifice. But then it comes to God. We're like, hey, God, you know what? You got me on Sunday. Hey, Sunday, you know, I show up on Sunday. Now, this is a life sacrifice. This is more than Sunday. This is life. Look, I'm going to tell you right here now. I'll leave you this. And I hope I scare you. I could care less if I do. I really want to know what, I hope I scare you. There's going to be a day you stand before God, and it's only going to be you and him. And he's going to say, what did you do with what you knew? What did you do with what you knew? And did you achieve the assignment I gave you in the earth? Or did you look at it? He went up, he gave gifts down. What did you do with the gift you got? There ain't no mistake you hearing me today. Come on. It's your day, it's your hour, and it's your time. I'm going to help you. I'm going to coach you. I'll come alongside you. My God in heaven, we'll build a system where I'll start praying every morning and they'll post it on there so we can pray for you each and every day. I don't know what we got to do, but we're going to do this thing. And I promise you this, we're going to see you fulfill the plan that God has for your life. I know we're going to do it. 
I know it for sure, and we're gonna do it. But we just gotta what? We just gotta make the decision and the consciousness to say, God, you know what? We're going for it, and we're gonna do and fulfill everything you have for us. And I promise you this, as you take today, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, God, I'm going for it, I'm going for it, I'm pressing in, I'm pushing forward, I'm going, I'm believing, I can see it. I know I got people cheering me on. It says, don't forget the great cloud of witness that are are cheering you on as you run your, he's the author and the finisher of your faith. He can get you to the finish line. Just don't quit, just don't stop. Each day, taking step after step after step, stride after stride after stride to achieve and fulfill the God-given purpose he gave you. I promise you it's waiting for you. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every person listening at the sound of my voice. I thank God there's a quickening, there's, a, there's an alertness, there's a, gra- a, a, a grabbing on of the Holy Spirit to lead and guide and help. I thank you, Father, you're moving supernaturally in their midst, and you're going to move and operate in their life greater than ever before. I thank you, Father, that you're leading, you're guiding, and you're helping each and every person that hears me now, and that as you press into this season of life with them, you're going to reveal who you are, you're going to change their situations and their circumstances, and you're going to lead them and guide them to this relationship with you greater than ever before. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray, and everybody said, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.